Coming live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I don't think this is reflecting leadership. I think, listen, it's not about what you do or what you say. It's how you do it. I don't think that he's going the proper way. I think he's panicking because I think he feels like he wants to get paid. He's underpaid. And I think he just has to wait his turn. I think he's being passive aggressive. You know, you get more bees with honey. I think he should go about it and he should handle his negotiations this early. Now, listen, if it's bad, you know, I think that maybe you go out and you take it public. But to go public this early, I think is a desperation uh, play right now. That is Bart Scott on ESPN. And the Kyler Murray thing, I feel like Kyler Murray took more heat than I expected him to take, yeah. to be honest with you, in the last 24 hours. I thought more people would be on Kyler's side. I thought, um, I, don't, I don't think this was well-received, though, across the country. Did I read that right, Austin? Um, I would say so, yeah. I think people were kind of baffled by it a little bit. Yeah, kind of almost to the point where, like, easy, dude. Yeah. Do a little bit more, right? Yeah. And, well, and, and, and that's kind of what yeah. I said when I first read it, but yeah. I didn't know if everybody else would have that. Yeah, and, and I'm also going to need Bart Scott to chill out with that. You can catch more bees with honey. It's, you know, pollen and, and nectar, but it's okay, though. <laughs> I just, I, I can't let it fly, Brent. Can't, can't let that one just go past me. I had to call him out. I'm sorry. Yeah, you got to get, we got to get that right. Yeah. Uh, if it comes down to bees, yeah. I know. This show has a reputation, and I, yes. I, and I plan to uphold that reputation. That's regardless right. Regardless of who it is. I believe in you. Okay, Stuart. <laughs> that was a Stuart Weber pun, Brad, buddy. Just for, just for Weber's <laughs> right here. Yeah, I bet. Uh, <laughs> Brent Martin here at the uh, NFL Combine. An hour to go, football at 5. Uh, back in the – actually, we'll be down at Tivoli's House of Cards tomorrow, uh, 3 p.m. until 6 p.m., so we're all over the place uh, here this week. Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz in the Action Sports Jack Studios. Uh, Casey is out after today. Getting married. Do we have any advice for Casey? I don't want to leave this part out of the show. Like, any marriage advice for, for Casey as he gets going here? Um, I mean, I've only been married for three years, so I feel like I'm, like, the, the last person to give you advice on, um, you know, a lot lasting marriage. I mean, I, I plan to see this thing through, you know, finish the race, if you will. Um, I would say, well, I mean, what? That's, that's the goal. Um, I mean, have you seen divorce rates these days? It's crazy. Hey, you, you think inflation in the housing market's bad? Check out those divorce rates. <laughs> Go on Facebook. It's 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 a it's a disaster on there. The, um, the pandemic did not help. No, <laughs> no, n not at all. Um, I'll say this, Casey. I think, I think my who said this? I think my mother-in-law said this to me. I don't know. Somebody said it to me. It must have been that important. But um, I'm going to say it to you: never go to bed angry. Ah, very good. All right. Yeah. But then, you know, like if she's like if she's in the hospital, like if she works at the hospital, though, and she gets off late, well, then sometimes you have to go to bed angry. There's all you can do about it. I'm not saying that <laughs> happens to me, but I'm just saying, you know, it's it's a great sentiment, but like it doesn't always work that way because we have different schedules. I'm not saying that's us. I'm just saying that can happen. <laughs> so sometimes you have to go to bed a little angry, you know, and then sometimes you have to get up the next morning. You have to hash it out the next morning when you're so tired from the night before because you went to bed a little angry. I'm not saying that's me. I'm just saying sometimes that happens. <laughs> sometimes, so 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 take that for. Take that for how it's worth, Casey. Sometimes. You, Thank you. you. How about, how about, should you go to a sparring session angry? <laughs> yes. Yes, you should. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I don't have any sage advice, man. By the way, you know what? Who have you been married for, man? Come on, give us a little nugget. Yeah, but everybody's different. Like, uh, well, I'm going on, I'll be married 23 years. In so May. let's go. I mean, July. May, May's my birthday. <laughs> July's open, our Open the playbook and give us something, then. That's a long time. 
Yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I Here's what I, I was thinking about this a little bit, a very little bit. So I have two thoughts. One is it's too late. He's getting married on Sunday. <laughs> so, like, some of these things that you might have to clear out. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, it's not like you're going to negotiate this stuff over the next few days oh, no, or no. say it's off. Like, no, you're, it's too late. You're pot you, committed. Anything, we probably should have given you some more of this advice like a year ago. Yeah. Um, but, like, I remember telling Steph, like, when it, in college I played baseball, obviously, in school, all that stuff, and she had stuff going on. She was, like, in theater a little bit, too, and she was uh, playing volleyball, and I was at the radio stations late at night uh, doing a lot of things because I couldn't do TV as much because of baseball. And I remember telling her one time, I was like, listen, like, we had been together a couple of years by then. I was like, if we're in for the long haul, just to let you know, like, this is the way it's going to be. Like, the business is crazy. Oh, Give her, give her that, that Skip Bayless treatment? Well, I was just telling her, like, listen, we're not, it's not going to be, like, some 9-to-5 job. We're yeah. going to have, like, weekends, Saturday and Sunday. Yeah. So, like, I told her pretty straightforward. Okay. That, that's just the way it's going to be. Hope you don't mind. And I will say Steph is awesome at that. Like, she is the greatest mm-hmm. when it comes to that. That's, it's hard in our business that way. Um, I would assume it's hard in, like, coaching businesses and other businesses too. But it can be really challenging, especially early on family-wise. Like, I mean, we moved to places where Steph didn't know anybody. And yeah. she was, like, by herself, like, most of the time <laughs> while I'm working, going to cover things, you know? Casey, so. I hope you're writing this down, man. Don't go to bed angry and don't get too comfortable. <laughs> don't get too comfortable. Awesome. And by the way, hey, here's the other thing. My first year, this is the the greatest thing was Steph, like, saved us in, in our first job because I would have made about $8,000 total that year. Okay. And she was a teacher full-time making 21000 Nice. So there you go. I know how much you make. Yep. <laughs> you better appreciate Amanda. I've, <laughs> I've told you that before. I wouldn't work here if I didn't have Amanda. <laughs> so so uh, I've been there before, though. So you can you can make it work. Yeah. Uh, the uh, So, yeah, no stage advice. Here's my biggest advice. I was seriously thinking of this. The wedding day. How many people? How big is your wedding? Not big. Like okay, 30 so people. That's yeah. fine. That's cool. But. And I don't like I forget how many people we had, but it wasn't like 400 people, right? I mean, it was it was bigger than 30. And um, I, I still can't, by the way, find out the open bar tab because we were coming out of college and baseball team and volleyball team both were there. So Oof. open bar tab. I still have not heard from my father-in-law and what that was, but I, I would like to know. Um, and but I would say this: it is like it was the, still to me it was like the greatest day. Um, yeah, the kids have been born, so that's really supposed to be the greatest day. So that was the greatest day. Mm-hmm. But it's, like, the greatest day because you have so many people that, like, you know or, or the people that you know that are close to, like, all right there on the same day. And so it's a very enjoyable. I think that's small or, or big. Now, some people, I'm sure, have disaster weddings. You guys will have a good wedding. So I would just say enjoy the day. You're going to be a little nervous, but, like, it's going to be a very memorable day. Twenty-something years later, it's still, like, one of my favorite days of all time. So nice. there you go. Enjoy the nice day. Nicely done, Brent. On Sunday. Nicely um, done. I'll try my best. And what are you doing between now and then? So you guys are leaving tonight. You're getting married in North Carolina, right? Nah, bro, we ain't leaving tonight. I'm trying to get away from you guys as much as possible. So tomorrow. Okay, well, I've been gone oh. for a couple of days. But yeah, okay, well, mostly you. Brent. I've yeah, been stuck with Brent a lot. Um, <laughs> yes. So yes. Tomorrow, hey, I'm... It's been 23 years for my wife. <laughs> That's true. Uh, tomorrow, I'm going to Orlando to the uh, PGA Tour event. Uh, gonna hang out there with some friends, and then we leave on Thursday morning uh, when the sun comes out. Ha! Huh, nothing nice. like a bachelor party at the PGA Tour event. Oh yeah, dude! Did you have a bachelor party, Casey? Uh, no. Are we gonna really. have one? 
I mean, I say That's we. Like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'll plan it for him, but it's a little late, huh? No, you can just have it after. It's cool. Uh, maybe you can put some together then. Seriously? Yeah, we I mean, probably I'm not, should. I'm not going to put anything together. So okay. if somebody else does, I'll I'll show up if it. Well, I just want to make sure that, that that your soon-to-be wife is, is is cool with that. I mean, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna throw the kitchen sink at you or anything, but yeah, I'll double check. I'll take it to the gauntlet. Okay. Hey, uh, Austin, did yeah. Coos get married in North Carolina too? Like he got married like three different times or something. Yeah, uh, pandemic, yeah. But. Which one? Um, I yeah. think he got married on Zoom as well. No, I think. <laughs> I think it was North Carolina, yeah. So we got both are two producers in the history of the show. Yeah. Both getting married and both in North Carolina. It's a beautiful spot. I love North Carolina. <laughs> I mean, a lot of good breweries over bizarre. there. Bizarre. Okay, so you beer guy? Can be. Okay, well enjoy that then. A lot of good breweries. All right. Well, uh enjoy enjoy the wedding and the week. And whose autograph are you, Jason, tomorrow? Uh probably Rory. All right, Rory. Get him. Maybe you should have a sign. Be like, I'm getting married this weekend. Will you sign <laughs> And I'm my... here instead. Yeah, that'll help. <laughs> Seriously. Like, I should be, this is my bachelor party. Rory, will you sign? <laughs> <laughs> you should do it. Come on. Make it happen. Maybe that's how you get it. Well, the question is, I mean, save some for the players, though, too, man, because you get some pretty access for the players. No, seriously. Yeah, yeah, the true. players' championship, you get access. Remember when, when I called Ricky Fowler a swagger hound to his face and he acknowledged me? He did. Now, yeah. I might have been a little, you know, a, a couple barley pops deep at that point, but he acknowledged me. He heard me. He was impressed. <laughs> uh, very good. All right. Uh, well, good luck to Amanda and Casey. Congratulations to you guys if you get to Sunday. Hopefully you get to Sunday. Um, and then beyond. Uh, Brett Martin, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. All right, let's hear from Doug Peterson. Uh, Doug, so uh, we did this at 4 o'clock. I just want to reset it. We're here at the Combine Peterson bulky talk. They talk on the podium, but then the, there's only like three locals here and uh, local media. Um, and so we got them to the side for about 10 minutes. And uh, Mike DeRocco from ESPN, uh, John Reed from Florida Times Union, and myself. Here's the interview with Doug Peterson today at the Combine. What do you bring uh, back? You know? Yeah, honestly, it's early right now. I mean, it, we're in we're in that still evaluation phase, right? I mean, we're evaluating our free agents, obviously free agents around the league. This is the first time for us as really coaches to put our eyes on some of these, you know, draft picks and stuff like that. So, you know, we're early in the process, um, and we'll do we'll do the best for the Jags, you know, moving forward. Some coaches didn't come. Uh, did you guys think about that, given how late you got hired, or is that a trendy thing now, or did you feel like you needed to be here? It's hard to speak for other teams. Uh, I wanted to be here, you know, uh, personally, and I wanted my staff to be here just to, to be around and see these guys, you know. Um, you know, again, we, 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 we got... I got hired late, put a staff together. Now we get down here, evaluate our roster, evaluate free agents. Now we're here to evaluate, you know, uh, the kind of the first wave uh, of the of the draft picks for us. So uh, I'm excited that our guys are here. I don't say this in a questioning way, but what have you guys been doing since? Like, what 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 is like right now of like these two weeks after you put that thing together? I mean, yeah, well, it starts rolling quick. It's been. Uh, about three and a half weeks for me, you know, on the job. And in the first couple of weeks, we were putting the staff together. But as I got staff members in the building, it was all about evaluating our players, you know, on the roster. Uh, not only the, the guys under contract, but also the, you know, the UFA type guys, you know, that that uh, we had to evaluate. And, and so we're kind of finishing up that process now. Um, even when we get back, you know, from this week, we'll, we'll, we'll put some final touches on that. And then, you know, again, starting to evaluate the, the draft picks. And then on top 
of that, we're, we're X's and O's, right? we got to put our schemes in, offense, defense, and special teams. So we've been pretty busy for about three and a half weeks now. Would you say the relationship between you and Trent Boke is going even better than you expected it would be? I mean, I, you know, it's been going really well. Obviously, I, you know, anybody would say you know, you're in that honeymoon phase. But I, you know what? I'm all about moving forward. I'm all about, you know, uh, formulating my opinions and, and probably he, he, you know Trent's probably the same way with me and you know the, the only way we get to know each other is spend time together and and we've been able to do that you know for for three weeks now three and a half weeks and and uh, been obviously very open and honest with each other and, and very transparent and I think it's it's a two-way street and uh, it's been very good you know we've, we've talked a lot about our roster and then really we've talked a lot about non-football things you know so again that's the only way to get to know each other and, and it's been going really well can you is there a relationship between how it ended in Philly for you and obviously Trent's gone through some battling times either here or even at the end in San Fran. I mean, does that unite guys like you? Or? I mean, I think it's possible, you know, um, but but I think for, for both of us, too, I mean, you know, we're, we're, we're so focused on, on the future and, and what we can, how we can add, you know, value and talent and, and really making this a, a really good place to, to work every single day and, and for the, not only for the players, but, you know, for even folks on the business side and the marketing side and ticket side and all that and, you know, and, that, and that's our focus, you know, moving forward and, and, and we learned from the past but uh, uh, we keep we keep pressing pressing on the structure matter to you uh, structure? He, uh, in terms of uh, shot came out today and said he's pausing the executive vice president and do you guys have enough I guess right now with you and Trent kind of pushing all the buttons well I think I think one of the things that I'm you know proud of I guess or you know uh, the fact that you know shot has given Trent and I uh, the support to uh, and what he's seen in the, in the first, in just in a, less than a month you know and how we how we've worked and interacted together and and I think that's important to the to the growth not to say we can't add more personnel or somebody that can help us along the way and and you know those things are always going to be addressed um, and we just feel like you know ownership has put put that back in our our court and then what he's seen and how Trent and I have worked um, as we were talking to just a few seconds ago I think is, is important um, and you know if we, if we if we move down that path of hiring you know uh, an assistant GM or, or somebody of that nature uh, it's somebody that's going to add value you know to us in the personnel side when did you go all in on analytics was that a gradual thing for you well it's it's for me it was relatively new um and and really you analytics to me you use what is sort of tangible, what you can use, you know, uh, with your roster, with with in-game decisions, with a, with a lot of different things, and and you know, it was probably during the year, the Super Bowl year in, in Philly in 17, 18, that that you know, it really started to take a, a, on its own uh, life of its own a little bit that that year and, and every year you just you just learn and, and you take all the information and, and and see how it applies to you. Linder in his last year, uh, you guys just re-signed Shatley yesterday or in the last couple of days. Do you feel like you're set for 22 at, at your center position? Very comfortable there. Um, 
you know, love the fact that, you know, Linder's a veteran guy and, and he's played a lot of football games and, and uh, it was unfortunate you know, with the injury last year and all that, but having Shatley back gives you obviously depth and value there. And, and those are all things that, again, with this time, this is the things that we, and as we said with the free agents, we're, we're, hopefully we can get all back. But the nature of the business is we're going we're gonna to lose some, we're going to gain some, um, but but uh, that combination is good right now. What would you say position-wise you need to upgrade? Look, it's hard to go position by position. I think you just got to add value to your roster at, at, at anywhere. Um, and, and again, that's what that's what the combine's for. That's what free agency for. And, and you try to get the best guys available that uh, you know fit who you are. You, you, you share what Trent said. He said that this this team, the franchise, doesn't have enough second contract guys. You need to build from the ground up. Put a, it's so important. It's so important. If you look at other other teams, I mean, that's what they do, right? They, they draft guys and then they extend them to stay on their teams. And, and that's what we have to get to, you know, in Jacksonville and, 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 and kind of grow our own, you know, uh, in, in Duval, as they say, and um, and keep our guys keep our guys here. You look at, it used to be like quarterback, defensive end, uh, left tackle would be that blue chip top three pick you almost had if you had the number one pick you had to take like one of those positions it felt like the has that changed uh right tackle is it as important i mean look what tristan Wirfs has done in tampa or i mean is some of is that as pigeonholed as everybody's always made it to seem when you're picking number one it's hard there's so many options at, at number one i mean you could you could you could pick you could trade you could there's so many things you can do right and and you know, the one thing that we're going to do is when we when we approach that and we get closer to, you know, that deadline uh, is obviously we're going to make the right decision for the Jaguars. Do you have an update on James Robinson? I know that uh, he's at Travis Etienne as a little ahead of uh, James is doing well. Um, obviously, he's you know he's still rehabbing and, and, and getting himself getting himself in position to help. You know, it's 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 still kind of early. Um, you know, because the surgery was right here at the end of the season, so he's just a few months out, but doing doing well. Is there concern, level of concern when you got both of your guys, big running backs coming back from you know, pretty serious injuries? What injuries? You know, I'm not as concerned because um, we know we're getting both back, and and at some time, at some point, we'll get them both both back and out on the out on the field. But you know, again, that's an area that we have to look at, and and um, you know, we got some young guys on the roster that we're going to get some give some time to this off season and training camp, and and uh, you know, get ready for the season that way. You got any idea how many guys you're interviewing this week? <laughs> Well, I know that we got 45, you know, formal interviews, you know, scheduled, uh, and then all the all the assistant coaches are going to be doing all the informal stuff. So we'll 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 tackle quite a few guys this week while we're out here. What do you take? What is that process? What do you take with that all all that information? You guys just go back next week and put it in a. In a database, have start having discussions. I mean, well, what that uh, yeah, it's you know the, the coaches will build a report um, in our system, and we'll have all the information there, and, and then go back and, and start putting the tape, you know, together and just matching up the data with with what we're seeing on film, and and um, you know it's just all part of the evaluation process. You have a bunch of former quarterbacks on your staff. Is that coincidental or purposeful? <laughs> Most of it's purposeful. Um, I, I look back at my time in Philly around Carson Wentz. His first couple of years, we had some we had some quarterbacks around him then, and I think with Trevor's development, it's good to have guys that have played the position and um, you know guys that know how to coach it and teach it, and uh, it'll be great for his development. You take a look at a uh, fifth-year option kind of stuff yet on a guy like Josh. I mean, I know it's not till May, but um, is he a candidate for that given what he means? 
to the organization. Again, that's those are decisions that we'll make moving forward. Um, but but you know, yeah, those are things that, that we'll have to consider. You know, as as we as we I think move along in our in our process and how we evaluate our roster and and um, again, it's all part of trying to keep our guys here. You know, and and um, having them into those you know long term contracts. It's really interesting. You got Cam. Obviously, you guys have had. He, he could be a second contract guy. DJ Chark could too. But you got obviously a lot of options in the front end of the draft too. And is DJ? I think I, we asked Trent this too. Is he a tough evaluation? Because coming off injury, you don't really know what his market might be. Even though he's had a Pro Bowl year under his belt too. You know, and again, that's that's something we'll have to. That when we cross that bridge, we'll, we'll have to, you know, see what happens there. But, you know, there's obviously uh, enough history with him and, and the, the things that he has put on tape, you know, for the Jaguars. There's there's some really good film there. And, and uh, you know, uh, again, it goes back to uh, I'd love to have them all back, honestly, you know, and, and get them up. We also know that this business is a, is driven by by the dollars and cents and, and you know um, we'll make we'll make decisions that are best for the Jaguars. You mentioned something earlier when we were just talking uh, that you fit, even the business side even people in the building you, did you see that when you walked in that you needed to address them too based on what's they've won four games in two years and trying to sell tickets type of thing? It's, it's not something I necessarily saw it's something I wanted to do you know and, and really branch out and, and reach out. Get, because I don't know them, they don't know me, right? I mean, the football side does, but but the business side doesn't. So, I think I think extending and and and, and showing them and connecting all facets of the organization is, is helpful. Uh, we can all be on the same page, and and uh, you know, when when we have success and the players have success, the the whole organization has success, and, and that's what we're trying to get to. Did you get a lot of feedback from those people? When you talk to them about, thank you for doing this, thank you for making us feel like we're part of it. You do get some of that, you know, um, and, and, and that's the part that, that makes you feel good is that you're, you're doing things the right way, you know, and, and they feel appreciated, they feel wanted, and, and what they're doing is uh, has value to the, to the organization. And you may not want to answer this, but when you got here, did you get a sense for how dysfunctional stuff was and how much work you had to do to kind of get it back to, I guess, normal? You know, I didn't really focus a lot on that as much as just extending myself to them. And and I'm here to help serve the Jacksonville Jaguars, really, and, and obviously in the head coaching position. So uh, it's all about moving forward and, and keeping my keeping my eyes on the prize down the road. Obviously, you don't have enough blue chippers if you only win four games in a couple of years. Do you see the availability for that in the top end of this draft uh, to get, like, a guy that's 8 to 10 to 12 year I think so. I mean, that's what you that's what you do all the evaluations for, right? I mean, you pick a guy, you know, I'll say this. Let me go back. We don't want to make a habit of picking first. Let's just say that. I'd rather be picking, you know, the bottom 10, you know, than, than the top 10 every year. And so that's our goal and that's our mindset. But the guys you do select, um, you know, in, in the upper part of the draft uh, are guys that you hope that you can extend and have that second contract. And, and they're your guys. And they're your guys for forever. It's a good thing that you, 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 your training camp was started early. You played the first oh, yeah. preseason game at the Hall of Fame. I know that's down the line, but you, you do like the fact that you'd be able to start Yeah, I mean, first off, you know, uh, 
Tony Baselli, you know, first Jaguar to, to go in the Hall of Fame, and we're excited for him, and we're there to support him, you know, that weekend, and that's why we're there. And and um, but then you look at the football side, and it's another great way to develop and and, and evaluate, you know, kind of your your roster. And so we're we're excited about that. But um, we're also excited that that, that Tony Baselli is going in, and and uh, we get to honor him. That is Doug Peterson off to the side with John Reed from the Florida Times Union, uh, Mike DiRocco from ESPN, and myself earlier today uh, here at the NFL Combine. So a lot of different topics that you might not have heard at the podium, although we'll say I thought Doug was pretty good on the podium too. A lot of the Philadelphia guys um, asking him questions about the relationship uh, with uh, Trent Baalke and, and how he landed here in Jacksonville. Uh, so you may be able to hear some of that sound. Um, not only from us in the next couple of days, but probably you were able to get access to that. That interview that you just heard, the earlier interview with Trent Baalke, you didn't have access to. That was just a few of the local guys and answered a lot of different kind of questions uh, during those side sessions. So if you missed any of it, you can always go back and subscribe to the podcast or YouTube, Action Sports Shacks on ESPN 690. Uh, anything uh, revealing for you, Austin Lane? No, I mean, so, some pretty good answers coming there from um, from Doug Peterson. You know, I mean, he, he seems motivated. Um, seems like he has a pretty good grasp of, of what he wants to do, so I'm excited for it. Yeah, I will say this, though. That he, to me, he feels a little bit reserved right now. Um, in, and this is a time of year where you're probably going to be skirting some of the things because you're not going to tell everybody what you're doing. But I do think there's a little listen. It's been so negative around Jacksonville, even us asking questions. I, I, I don't think there's any reason that Doug Peterson should trust anybody <laughs> here in town yet. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like there's still that, like, reserve nature as he's getting to feel everybody else out locally and, and uh, how this is going to play out and hopefully some good vibes ahead uh, here in Jacksonville. But we appreciate the time from Doug Peterson today at the Combine, also Trent Polky as well. And, again, if you missed any of it, you can go back and listen to those extensive interviews uh, that you did not hear here at the podium uh, here from the Combine on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Subscribe to our YouTube channel or our podcast as well. The baseball season is getting canceled to some degree. What degree and what's the latest? We'll have that for you coming up next. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. During this time, because the owners chose to lock out the players, they have not had an opportunity to sell tickets. We've already heard stories yesterday. You know, Derek Jeter leaves the Marlins because the owner is backing off, you know, the thought that he's going to spend money in free agency in the spring. I don't think the Marlins are going to be alone in that. I think a lot of teams are going to back away because they haven't been able to sell tickets. And you know who's going to pay for that? The middle class of players. They are going to get destroyed. Supply and demand are going to work against the likes of, you know, relief pitchers, uh, you know, first baseman, maybe Anthony Rizzo, where they're, they're not going to get nearly the deals that they may have otherwise expected. And guess what? That's only going to feed into the anger of the players, which is already high. That is Buster only from ESPN. And, uh, well, the anger exists on both sides, I guess, because Major League Baseball season will be canceled to some degree. Now, not canceled for the entirety, we hope, but opening day. Uh, is now going to be postponed as they could not come to an agreement on an extended deadline. It looked like we could have been tracking toward a baseball agreement. Not the case. Uh, and baseball right now is going to suffer because of it. How much they will suffer, I don't know. I, I think people overreact to these. But if you read the Jeff Passons and the Buster Olneys, they think it's devastating, catastrophic. Mm -hmm. uh, 
I, I don't know if I feel that way, and that might just because I'm such a baseball fan that I know I'm coming back. Like, it's not going to stop me from watching, you know, in another couple months. Uh, but I do think it, it's a problem right now. Casey, what is the latest? I, I saw that opening day, no opening day. They obviously didn't get uh, the deadline. And uh, does it look like just the first few games are going to be canceled at the moment out of a 162-game season? So I believe the number was the first two series. Okay, so up to probably six games that we're talking? Yeah. Uh, at the moment, six games, which, again, I don't think would do that much. Now, maybe the idea that they're canceled says a lot more than I think, but if you go from a 162-game season to 156-game season, I, it, again, it doesn't impact me very much uh, in my estimation, especially in a day and age where we're getting games canceled all the time, so over, all the time over the last couple of years because of the pandemic. Austin, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm kind of indifferent towards it where it sits right now. Um, if you miss a couple of games, I mean, it's, it is a long, drawn-out season, so I'm not going to lose sleep about it. But it just, you know, it begs the question of how long is this going to progress for, um, and in doing so, what is that turnaround going to look like in terms of the preparation standpoint of getting these guys ready uh, to play a season? How about the idea, one of the sticking points, I think, uh, obviously there's a bunch of money and there's a lot of details and, and really you can get in the weeds on it, but how much of the idea of the postseason going from, I think, 12 teams to 14 teams, uh, like players don't really want that. The, the league does want that. Do you want that as a fan? Do you guys like 14 out of 30 teams making the postseason? No, I mean, I, I kind of enjoy the way it is right now. There has to be, I think, a, a giant emphasis of trying to win your division. Um, it's important. It's why every game, you know, matters towards the, the end of the year. So I'm, I'm not opposed to the way it is right now. Casey? Well, I think, didn't they agree on 12? Oh, did they get to 12? Yeah, that was the, know, that's the, okay. yeah, I know. That's the only thing that they did agree on. And that's oh, okay. what they agreed on last night, that it would stay, it would be 12. And that's why people thought the deal was close when it wasn't. But to answer your question, I think a better pl uh, an expanded playoff is better because you have more incentive to win games. And I think those teams that think they're on the edge might actually try versus tank. Yeah, I, I wouldn't have had a problem with it, by the way. Like, I get what people are saying when you have, like, 14 out of 30. But I, would, I seriously wouldn't have had a problem. If you'd give me more quality baseball at the end of the year, more teams are involved. I, I think that has worked in other sports. So I'm not sure the MLB was that wrong on that side of it. Uh, but... That's not going to happen. I did not see that that was finalized, that they had agreed on the 12. My bad there. Um, but so now what? Now they just extend the deadline, keep talking. I mean, Manfred just had a news conference. What's coming out of there? Now, now do they just like every day postpone two more series? Or when's the next time that they might move more of the season back? Case, what you got for us? It, well, I mean, it sounded like listening to Manfred and seeing some of the tweets that have come out it looks like that they're going to at least not they're going to give it a couple days to like not talk so i don't know where we go from here but it didn't sound like hey we're back in the lab at 9 a.m type thing yeah that doesn't seem to make a lot of sense does it <laughs> <laughs> i mean just create new deadlines and then talk right up against the deadline i mean i, I get it that's negotiating a little bit but i mean what are we taking a break for either get it done or not no, nobody wins in this stuff uh again players owners it looks like greed from the outside. I'll tell you who wins in this stuff. The Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Sure. Baseball season is on. Home uh, of the Jumbo Shrimp right here on ESPN 690, by the way. And I do like that. Minor League Baseball is not going to be impacted by this, which is great. Probably for minor league baseball teams, I think business will be pretty good, guys. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, uh, I think as far as the meetings are concerned, 
I mean, I think if you run the risk of trying to meet like every other day, you know, that can get drawn out, that can get overplayed, um, and then you might actually lose a lot more progress than you're trying to make. So I, I get the whole thing where, you know, you, you wait a week here, a week there. I mean, it, by the sounds of it, you know, they're not leaving after five minutes, whatever it is, so that's a that's a good start. To me, it just comes down to is can you make enough progress to try to salvage, salvage a season? And I'm not sure if they're to that point yet or not. Yeah, uh, I think they're going to get... Do you guys have a good feeling that you're going to get something done? Okay, so I'll let you start out, man. This is your expertise. Do I have a good feeling that they're going to get something done? Yeah, I mean, you, no. you didn't have a good feeling they were going to start the season on time, but no, I, mean, I don't think this is going to... You don't think there's going to be a season at all, right? I'm, I'm staying by. I don't think they're going to play. Uh, they're yeah, so far off, I, I don't think they're playing. There's not a chance they'll miss the whole season. Um, Ooh. Not a chance. Sounds, so, sounds, sounds like a proposition here. Yeah, I'll bet you anything. Well, you, you still have to do your Trembalki apology first and then get back to us. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Have to do that from here, so is that like tonight? I, well, I mean, I it, was kinda, it was kind of the deal from the, I mean, once the combine was in play, the, yeah. the, it was final, so. Yeah, it didn't matter like the setting of the apology, though. I mean, I mean no, I'm sure it's a long, long pro, uh, plane ride home, so feel free to think about it on the plane ride. <laughs> I will do that. Yeah. Uh, What's the story, by the way, you shared with us? A WNBA team got fined for taking a charter plane? Yeah, uh, apparently it is against the WNBA CBA that you can't take a charter plane. So they uh, originally was reported that they got uh, fined a million dollars, but it's okay. Everybody calm down. It's only $500,000 that that team was fined for taking a charter plane. That's, um, what that's a disaster. That, you know what that sounds like? It sounds like the teams now that get fined for uh, rushing the court. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it's a fun thing, It's but you can't have well, it's, too many fun things because it might be a dangerous or competitive advantage in terms of taking a charter plane, I guess. Well, no, it's just it, it's taking care of your players, you yeah. know, and, and like the, the, they want it to be a fair game and, you know, they, they don't want special treatment for some players on, on teams and stuff like that, which, okay, that's, that's kind of a, a roundabout way of going about things just because I feel like you should want the best. You know, like, if the New York Liberty are the team that's kind of going above and beyond to try to take care of their players, well, then they're setting a precedent that other teams should follow that, right? I mean, don't don't be mad because one team's doing it the right way and other teams are maybe not doing it the right way, and then you, you're going to punish a team that's trying to do it the right way. Like, I, I don't agree with that. Now, I understand it's part of the CBA, so it's part of the agreement. It's what you agreed upon as players, so, okay, I get it. But we should be supporting teams that want to, you know, fly the charters and take care of their players. Yeah, it's set the new bar, right? Correct. Set a new standard. Uh, that's not necessarily a bad thing. All right, let's take a break. Uh, we'll wrap it up from the NFL Combine uh, here. And a uh, big day for the Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, some would say not a great day with the EVP being paused. Final thoughts on that. Uh, plus, we've got to get our golf picks in before uh, Casey heads off to get married. And I got to see if I can almost pick a winner again. Gosh, you guys got lucky that Daniel Berger didn't win. So lucky. How did he do? He was leading by five shots going into the final round, and then he well finished like fourth. <laughs> Wait, didn't you have one before that didn't do that well? Or not? Yeah. Did, did, did I miss it? A picks? You, you, uh, you did. Somebody picked oh, cool. for you. Stewart did. <laughs> Oh, awesome. Thanks for text messages. We'll, tell you, we'll tell you how we did. No, I don't care. Well, I'm sure it wasn't good. we got a fight so. going on. We don't want you thinking about golf. It was we'll on a Wednesday. We'll be back. Action Sports Checks on ESPN 690. <laughs> Kyler Murray's history. He likes to take his ball and go home. That's just been the history of Kyler Murray. How and so? 
he don't get his way. He, he take the ball. I gotta go home. They didn't let me play. You know that's that. He comes to the to the court. They don't pick him. He takes the ball. No, but what gives home. you that impression? Well, you just look at the history of college. It didn't work out at Texas A&M. The first thing he did was ran and went to Oklahoma transfer. That's okay. Kids do it all the time. Then he has success at Oklahoma. He's not getting his way at Arizona. The first thing he does is scrub his social media. Yeah, then he comes back around and tries to clean it up. But I don't think it's an overreaction. I just don't think so because he has something called baseball to fall back on. That is Keyshawn Johnson, uh, Max and Jay in the morning as well, right here on ESPN 696 AM until 10 AM on a daily basis. Uh, a lot of talk about the combine this week, of course, uh, for just about everybody all over the country that follows football, which is, well, just about everybody. <laughs> Brett Martineau here at the combine in Indianapolis. Uh, we will be uh, back in Jacksonville tomorrow afternoon for the rest of the week. We're not staying the rest of the week. This was kind of in and out for us to get uh, catch up with the Jags contingents, and uh, we did that. If you missed any of the show earlier, we played two separate things now. There was a podium availability, which everybody kind of had uh, the ability to hear and see and get. Uh, but then uh, there are only a couple local outlets here, and we were able to get off to the side. Trent Balky and Doug Peterson asked him a few more uh, detailed questions, and we played that earlier on the show today. So if you missed any of that in its entirety uh, with myself, Mike DiRocco, and John Reed, you can listen back and subscribe on YouTube and podcast, Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. thought it was pretty insightful stuff from both Trent Balky and from uh, Doug Peterson. Uh, Austin Lane back in the Action Sports Shack studios. We, we say goodbye after today to Casey Kurtz for the remainder of the week, and he's getting married, and then we'll see him at the Players, of course, next week is Players' Championship week. Uh, Austin, one more thought uh, to kind of put a bow on the show today before we get the golf picks to end it as well on this whole lack of EVP thing. We started the show with it. No executive vice president for now. Shad Khan issues a statement today. They're going to pause that. Uh, what does that say about now the structure of the Jacksonville Jaguars going forward, in your opinion? Um, it says that I think it's the Doug Peterson show, and there's going to be some collaboration, which is a word we are going to hear a lot, I believe, with this organization, uh, with Trent Bulky. Um, and I, I think that Shad Khan is giving a lot of trust to Doug Peterson of how he wants to run things. You know, you can... Um, you can justify it by saying the culture has changed, the building has changed, all this stuff. But the fact of the matter is the players haven't been in there yet. You haven't had your team meetings yet. You haven't had practices yet. So it's hard to really tell exactly what the culture is going to be like and how much things are going to be turned around. So I just think this is more of a collaboration of Doug Peterson saying with Trent Bulky, hey, we can handle it. We don't need a babysitter. We don't need anybody else. Just let us take care of it. And I think Shad Khan followed suit. Yeah, I think a little bit, Austin, and, and I like I just wanted to talk around the whole thing. And I understand where everybody's mind goes is, first of all, okay, Bulky's in charge, Bulky's in charge, that's bad, everything's bad. Uh, the other thing is the criticism goes to Shad Khan. Well, wait a minute, he told us that he was going to look for an EVP, he's going to beef up the structure, they're too flat in their front office, and now it's Doug Peterson and Trent Bulky. So I understand where that stuff comes from, and, and that might be the right way to go. But I also do think there is a possibility, based on what Doug Peterson told us today in that interview we just played in this 5 o'clock hour as well, that if they need to add more, they will add more. Uh, but right now they feel pretty good about it. I just can't help but think of they didn't want somebody coming in here in midstream uh, and, and maybe muddying up the process of 
free agency, franchise tagging, the draft. That's a two-month process that the homework has been done, one by Trent Baalke's staff, good or bad, and also now in the last month or so by Doug Peterson, Baalke, and their staffs combined. And so adding another person and a voice in there, uh, would it be a bad thing? Would it be the worst thing? Maybe not. But I wonder if they just feel like right now adding that piece isn't the best thing for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So I try to think of it from that. Is that one of the reasons why? And could you end up with a situation where there's added structure immediately after the draft or are they going forward now for the remainder of 2022 with just Doug Peterson? and Trent Baalke. And then the other part I think of, as you just said it, it certainly does feel like the power of this organization, even from an accumulation of talent standpoint, might now lie with Doug Peterson. And we'll see if he can handle that. That hasn't always been a very good formula around the National Football League, Austin. Sometimes you can have too much power and the coach should maybe just coach and the GM and the personnel people should pick the players. Yeah, I mean, but at this point, you know, and we talked about this before um, earlier in the show today. You know, I think you feel a little more confident right now with with, with Doug Peterson having some input of how this draft is going to shake out, of how these players are going to be evaluated, and what kind of guys they want to target in free agency, as opposed to just giving the entire reins to Trent Baalke. And if you don't have an EVP, it comes down to one of those two guys. So, um, is it the most ideal situation? I mean, some can debate yes and no, but I think the fact that, you know, if Doug Peterson does indeed have the final say of it and he kind of has jurisdiction, um, I think there's worse ways to set things up with. Yeah, Brent Martineau, Austin Lane, Casey Kurtz. All right, Casey, let's get these golf picks in before you go. And, Austin, I think you ended up with Billy Horschel, which is tied for 16th. That's what Stewart picked for you, Billy Ho. And... uh 16th, man. That's like one of your best finishes. No, it's not. And I, and I, I never pick him back to Like, I picked him a, a while ago, I thought. So let's go ahead and get those points off the book because when I come back and win this whole thing, <laughs> I don't want Stewart trying to take credit for helping me win a championship. So, Casey, you're the auditor. I'm going to need you to, to strike those points off the record. I don't want them. <laughs> Sounds good. Yorkers text me. A simple text message. Hey, we picking in golf on a we, Wednesday. Listen, we'll get we, back to you. We didn't want... Billy Horschel or any golfer to get in your mental space. You had me call the show fight. on Friday. Well, yeah, that was different. You were talking about the fight. Mm-hmm. Not golf. Like mm-hmm. Golf really throws you off. We just didn't think that was part of the formula mm-hmm. to go win. And mm-hmm. we were right because you won TKO. M- mission accomplished. So, yeah, mission accomplished. You can't question any move that we made. Mission accomplished, yep. <laughs> Casey, where are we going? We're going to Bay Hill, baby. Yep, that's the situation. Uh, I didn't update the points yet this week. Uh, it's been Don't worry, busy. I'm still winning. Yeah, you are. That's <laughs> correct. Uh, so, yeah, that's the situation, and um, I guess I'll start. Okay, I'm so talking. hang on. Can we, get, can we get a write-up here about the course, south, north, west? You know, what, what kind of course are we talking about? What's going to win it? Temperatures, all that good stuff, man. Temperatures, bro. It's Florida. Just go outside. I know, but like, <laughs> oh, oh, hey, Orlando's different now. <laughs> I, I don't know the temperature. I okay. don't. Uh, Bay Hill is the course. Yeah. Uh, that's about what I, it's a lodge. Does that help? Yeah, decent. Uh, fast greens or slow greens? Uh, you got to be a good putter. <laughs> it's a lodge. Okay. Uh, distance off the tee is good. So, you know, long drivers probably. Okay. Long drivers like and, that. And, uh, you know, obviously Arnold Palmer, uh, the host, where the, the obviously was the host. Uh, so you might want to factor in who would likely drink an Arnold Palmer. And Bryce and DeChambeau what is, is this, not. What is this, talk? Is it amateur or no, man? Don't worry. I, I'm, I'm a little more in-depth with my analysis, but I appreciate the, the advice. Okay, very All right, Casey, where are you going? Who are you going with, Casey? You get first dibs since you're getting married Sunday. I think I pick first every week, but thank you. <laughs> um, I will take Keith Mitchell. Got him. Keith Mitchell? Keith Mitchell. Yep. See, a Georgia Bulldog, I think. 
Unconfirmed. Playing good right now. Good there. Good last week. Probably will suck this week. That's my usual go-to. But, um, yeah, we'll take Keith. <laughs> Is he kind of hey. an underdog case? I, I'll be honest. I don't know much about him. Yeah, I can't imagine anyone else in the world's picking him but me. I like it. Hey, uh, do you – what time are you getting married on Sunday? Uh, oh, here five. we go. He's going to have to call the show. So, so if Keith Mitchell, like, is on the top of the leaderboard and they're coming down the stretch of the Bay Hill, like, is your mind on your vows or Ooh. Keith Mitchell maybe winning and you getting in the wi- the, the, the winner's column here uh, are the golf picks? Probably my vows. It depends, like, on the golf picks for true. here. No, I'm down three wins. What are you talking about? If I get – I can I still s- win two more. I still lose the whole thing. So, but no, if, not if really. If I see a picture – if I see Keith Mitchell in the lead around 530, I'm telling you the pictures from your wedding are going to have a hell of a lot wider of a smile than they would have. <laughs> that is fair because he's currently in the DFS lineup. So, you might be right. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, that's good for everybody then. I got to go back to a long shot because I'm just beating you guys so bad I chalk, feel though, bad. You know, chalk. Last week was total um, chalk, by the way. You missed that. It, it was, was chalk. Good? Oh, my god. Yeah, I did. I mean, what are you I doing? Did. Hey, how is Patrick Reed plus 10,000 in this thing? He's been playing bad? Yeah, he's been playing bad, but... Well, especially, um, too, because I don't think he's that great with the with, with the golf course with the lodge in it. I think he struggles. <laughs> yes. Obviously, Vegas knows more than we we do. But um, <laughs> I, think that, I think there might be a lodge factor. Well, I think there might be a lodge factor in that in that one. So. There's a lodge factor. Yeah, so stay, he's got something lodge. Yeah, so d- <laughs> definitely keep that in mind when make your picks for you guys. Yeah, uh, some we have some big odd guys here. I mean, holy cow! All right, I'm going to go with. Uh, how about Ricky Fowler? Mm. The is rebirth that, on the way to the Players' that, Championship for Ricky. Is, is that chalk though? Because no. I know who that is. Okay, it's not chalk. No. Okay. <laughs> is that chalk? Because I know who it is. I mean, <laughs> pretty pretty household name. He's a swagger hound. All right, so uh, I could take the Arnie Palmer thing here, you know, do do Arnie Palmer alert, Arnie Palmer alert, um, but I'm not going to do that. That's too easy. You know, I, I think, I mean, it's it's Orlando. You think Orlando. All they got is Disney. You think of Disney. You think of dads who are, are far too tired after the weekend. So go ahead and give me a guy who looks like he's coming off of a Disney weekend bender with a family, and he just wants to sit at home and watch uh, maybe MMA or football. Well, football's done, so... Basketball golf? Or, or golf, I guess. Yeah, so go ahead and give me... Oh, yeah. Jason Day. Oh, very good. Jason Day. That's, looks like that's he's a big he's, name, he's, by the way. Oh, he's tired in this picture, dude. He's very yeah, tired. Yeah, his golf game's kind of tired he, lately. He's looking too. sleepy, man. This guy needs some eight hours. He needs his eight hours. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio.